always about the customer, right? It's staying customer centric and fulfilling the need or the wants or the likes of that individual. And sometimes like Steve Jobs said, sometimes the customer doesn't know what they want. And like I said before, I find that with a lot with my medium and small businesses. They don't, they're not exactly sure why they're coming to me sometimes. They know that they want their brand to be better. They might use the website or the logo or whatever. And, and then we get down to the core of what their real real need is. And so I think it, it's, it's really important to know that when you're telling that story, you have to understand who those people are. And so I develop personas in that, that second phase. I develop specific personas for those brands that say, these are the people that you should be talking to specifically. Um, and these are some of their, their hangups. These are some of the things that they need from, from a brand. And if they don't have them, then they're not even gonna pay attention to you. They're not gonna listen to your message if you're not talking their language. Junkies podcast brought to you by Cardavera, a leadership development ecosystem that helps you grow your people, grow your business, and grow your life. Our guest today is Devon Eubanks. He is the founder and chief marketing consultant of Envision Brand Marketing. And their business model, which Devon you created, is called Dream Purpose Action. And today, that's what we're going to talk about. What does it look like to bring your dream purpose and action into your brand, your brand strategy, your marketing strategy? All these things that are about crafting the message, determining our audience, highlighting what are those real needs, or more importantly, the wants of the people we want to sell to and get the attention of, and how do we create a story and a brand and a message around that? Devon, you does a great job of breaking it down and talking about how even small and mid-sized businesses can look differently at the idea of brand and brand strategy. We even do a little case study within our conversation where Devanyu helps walk me through some brand questions around my business. Welcome to the Leadership Junkies podcast, where we explore leadership, business, and personal growth to help you grow your business and live a richer life. We're your hosts, Jeff Dishwitz and Craig Matthews. We believe that leaders have to put their people first. And if you don't have time to grow your people, then you're not leading. Get ready for conversations that will challenge your thinking and help you transform your leadership and your business. Welcome to your bigger business and bigger life. We are excited to be back here today. We've got Devon Banks with us coming to us from Detroit, Michigan. Uh, that's where he lives today. He actually started his life in Windsor, Canada. Spent, well, actually, no, he was born in Toronto, but mainly grew up in Windsor. I had a chance to meet Devon I think, through Lunch Club several months ago. Mm-hmm. We got connected. Just love Lunch Club. There's plug, plug, plug. <laughs> Been a great gift uh, through the pandemic. So Devon is the founder and chief marketing consultant of Envision Brand Marketing. That's Envision with an E-N, not Envision, Envision. And he has over 20 years experience in strategic marketing and advertising. He has a passion and collaborative hands-on servant leadership style that has helped him work with small, medium-sized and Fortune 500 companies. You might have heard of a couple of these brand partners he's worked with, uh, Ford, Hilton, White Castle, Bosch, Great Lakes Coffee, the shops at Rockvale, General Motors, CompuAir, Warrior Sports, Fiat, Chrysler, you know, the list goes on and on. Very small <laughs> brands that he's had experience with. And he created this organization called Envision Brand Marketing. And this is what I love. Their trademark phrase is dream, purpose, action. And we're going to talk today about brand and strategic marketing and turning that plan into action. This is all things brand and growth and leadership. So welcome Devanya. Welcome. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Craig. Um, appreciate the opportunity to be on here. All right. So give us a little bit of the backstory, Devanya. Yeah, sure. So um, you captured a lot of it. And, and so I'll try and try and keep it short. Uh, the, uh, I started out in the uh, corporate world. It started out in advertising, um, right at the bottom. I started in the, you know, kind of like in the mailroom and the secret of my success with, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't in the mailroom, I was in traffic. And so from that point on, um, I just began to find my way, um, not 
one straight path, but different ways, asking questions, talking to mentors and people that were uh, in different positions and finding my niche within the advertising and marketing world. And I ended up doing a lot of media planning and buying uh, to start out um, on offline and digital media, uh, but then started getting into branding and marketing um, in the latter part of my career and really enjoyed that piece. I love the strategy and developing strategies for clients like the Hiltons and the, uh, you know, the auto companies of the world. Being in, in the Detroit, Metro Detroit area, uh, it was kind of a default, but I, but I sought out working on non-automotive in my career. And that's where I started to really uh, enjoy because there was a little bit more di- diversity. And I started working on small clients and large clients and um, realized that there was a hole. There's a little hole in the, uh, the advertising marketing world where smaller, small business and medium-sized businesses weren't getting the attention from the larger agencies or even the medium-sized agencies that you could, um, you know, provide that personal experience and really help them understand what marketing is all about. And, you know, after, you know, over 15 years of experience in the corporate world, I decided to start Envision Brand Marketing in 2017, um, so almost four years ago here, we, um, I myself said, I'm going to become a marketing consultant. And uh, that's where uh, this three-phase strategy I developed, Dream Purpose Action, came to being. And so let's go right to the simple question. I'm a coach. And probably coaching is the only one that's got more people with that label as a coach. I would say number two are people who say they're brand strategists. It is, at least that's what's crossing my desk. So uh, the world is full of brand strategists. Sure. So can you just talk to that phenomenon for a minute? That it seems like they're everywhere, at least yeah, on LinkedIn. Sure. Yeah, no, it is. It is a phenomenon. I mean, it's kind of a catch all kind of like marketing, right? So we, we talk about marketing in such broad strokes um, and brand strategists can be um, so many different things. It can it come from a creative perspective. It can come from, you know, uh, you know, theoretical or analytical perspective. Uh, it, it, it has so many different, you know, avenues that you can come from, but I find that a lot of people are coming from the creative perspective. Um, whereas myself, um, I'm right and left brain. So I have a little bit of both creative creativity and analytical mm-hmm. and my background in the corporate world was both as well. So I worked at creative agencies as well as, you know, full service, uh, agencies. And so I've worked on both the account side. I've worked in, like I said, media planning and brand strategy and marketing strategy. And so I've worked on many different, different facets of marketing and realized marketing is such a broader, broader uh, experience and how can we simplify it? And so brand strategist to me is someone who's really helping the client or the brand partner understand who they are as a brand. And, um, you know, not everybody um, knows what that really means and not, not everybody really knows what that, that is, but some people will just use that as a blanket. Are you helping them define their existing persona or are you looking at it more aspirationally? Well, I look at it from both, both angles, uh, Craig. Um, that's a great question. And, and, and so I level set my first um, meeting is a discovery meeting. And so I want to know where you're currently at as a brand. Um, and you could be very well established as a brand. I've had both scenarios where I've had a brand partner who's very well established, and I've had brand partners who are just just getting started. And we evaluate that. Even though you might be very well established, you might be um, in a place where your mission, your values have gotten um, stale. And right, every, they're they're on the wall in your office. They're on the wall in the hallways. Um, everybody recites them. Maybe people have placards on their their their, their cubicles, but it, it doesn't resonate with everyone. And so okay. I sit down with okay. folks to, to to talk about that. Okay, so you're really looking at external and internal brand. Absolutely, okay. and that's that's the first phase. The first phase of dream um, within the dream purpose uh, action phases is your internal brand. The second phase is purpose, which is the external piece. Oh, okay. Well, Devon, Devon, you've highlighted something I think so important. You said there's a lot of confusion about this. 
And mm-hmm. I see that, I mean, there's confusion about what's marketing, what's sales, what is, what is this huge umbrella of marketing versus the brand strategy within it. So you're talking a lot about small and mid-sized businesses. Can you sort of answer it for that group? What do they need to be thinking about in terms of what is marketing and what is brand strategy? Give them the, the 101 version for now. Sure. My biggest thing um, is, is really helping them understand that, that they all intersect. Because as a small and medium-sized business, whether you're a startup or whether you've been moving really well um, within the business world, your, your, your train of thought is about making, making ends meet or making revenue as quickly as possible as a small or medium-sized business. Yes, large businesses have that thought process as well, but their processes are so much larger and they have so much more, uh, more of a canvas to work with um, and employees and so on and so forth that um, speed is, is, is sometimes a little bit more um, prevalent in the small and medium-sized businesses. And so getting that revenue quicker uh, becomes uh, so important. But I try and slow things down a little bit and say to them, Everything intersects your sales, your, your, the way that you market, but there's a difference between just marketing yourself as a brand and actually executing tactics. Um, and a lot of them are executing tactics or thinking about executing tactics that may not work for their brand because they haven't really determined who they are internally and who their external audience is, who they're really speaking to, um, to attract the brand rather than push out these tactics that they hope catch that fish um, and, and, and reel them in. Right. So that's where I really start with that piece. So it's interesting, you know, as a small business owner, I've struggled with this throughout my business journey um, because my mindset can go to, I want to focus on things that drive quick returns sure. in terms of sales. And I end up in a lot of conversations over the last 20 years with people saying, well, no, you got to figure out your brand and all that. And I've, I've many times said, that doesn't make sense for me. I'm too small for that. Right. And so talk to the, cause that's a conversation, I guess that comes up a lot. Right. And that's the difference between longevity and, um, and short-term, short-term um, business, right? Um, you're going to get the, you know, anybody can get that quick sale, right? Like whether you build a brand or don't build a brand, if people catch on to something that provides them some type of value, it's, it's, it, it can sell, right? You know, whatever it is, it's a popsicle or it's, you know, a gadget, you know, people are going to buy it at some, some rate. And sometimes you hit the jackpot and people buy it quickly, constantly. But at some point that's going to die because you reach this, uh, you know, threshold, right? And of people purchasing your product. And now they're looking at it from a price standpoint, or now they're looking at it. Is it really providing me the value it used to? I, I'm, how many people have gone to a restaurant when it's first open and the food tastes incredible? <laughs> and you're just like, wow, this is so good. And then as time goes on and they get busier and they get more popular, they get write-ups, they do all this, all of a sudden, some of these restaurants start cutting corners and they start figuring out how can I maximize my profit and still keep the audience that I have now, now, now that they know that we serve good food. And what happens is the quality of the food goes down and people realize, hey, this wasn't what I tasted when I first got here. Hmm. And you lose that initial audience that you had from the beginning. Um, and the longevity that you were going to have begins to shorten. And so that's when that's what I talk to small and medium sized brands about is you want to have longevity. You want to build a relationship with your customers so that they appreciate who you are. And they're not going to go to someone else because the quality is better or because the price is cheaper. You don't want this to be about price. You don't want this to be about quality. You want this to be about your brand and the perception that they have of your brand. Cause brand is really just about perception, right? It's not, you're selling perception, whether it's your, your, your personal brand or well, it's a product or whether it's a service, you're selling perception. And if you can back up that perception with a certain type of value that people can appreciate, 
then there's going to be this repetitiveness and this 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 relationship that is built of I've got to have this and I, I've, I've got to continue to, to to have this because I know what I'm going to get. I know the return on my investment. Are there a couple of key things that we we hang our brands on? What I'll call brand currencies. You know those things okay. that that we're trading on those particular aspects of our brand. Maybe it's you know for business services, it could be the results or the outcomes that we're getting for those those companies. It could be you know a variety of different things, but. Do you think we, we're trying to do everything or do we really just focus on a few core things that when we yeah, get those no, right, I, people know what I, to expect? Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. Absolutely. I think, you know, that whole, you know, I, I think it was the ball, ball, ball father that, you know, with the ball brothers, I don't know if you're into sports or not, but, but he said, stay in your lane. Right. <laughs> you know, that was like his big, you know, big saying, um, Staying in your lane is, is important. I think it's incredibly important to know what your gifts are, right? And yeah. so that's where we go back to dream. You know, we all have gifts that we're given. And if we use those gifts um, the right way to impact others, um, if you have a business, you have certain gifts that that business provides, certain services, products, whatever the case may be that you provide. And if you stay in that lane, and build that relationship with the customer, then as you grow, you can evolve and pivot, you know, whether it's COVID or whether it's something that's going on within society, uh, you know, economics, you know, the market crashes, you know, back in 2008, you know, whatever happens, you know who your brand is and you know what you stand by. And if you do decide to pivot or evolve, you're still sticking within that lane that you were in. You're yeah. just, you're just morphing a little. Yeah. Well, so let me, let me talk about another example. I was just reading about, was I reading about it? I think I was, I don't know where I read it. Talking about Kodak. Um, and I knew about Kodak and what I didn't realize is that, I mean, Kodak is nothing like what it used to be as a brand. Uh, it has a good brand name, but in it's a tiny, it's a tiny player. And one of the main reasons is they actually developed the digital technology. And they said that the world's not going to go there. In fact, they made a lot of money for decades because they licensed the technology to others. So to me, they didn't, ad they didn't adapt their delivery, but their brand was in there. You know, their brand, if you look at their brand, say we're going to help people create memories or whatever it is, that didn't really change, but they didn't execute. They lost sight of a different way to execute the brand, right? So the Absolutely. brand didn't really change, but they didn't evolve within the brand. So yes and no, yeah, yes that. and no. They, yeah. So the, their brand brand didn't evolve is, is, you know, their brand didn't stay true to who they were within the context of who they were serving. They forgot who they were serving, right? If you focus on the customer and you realize that the customer is truly King and understand that when you're serving the customer, their needs are going to change. And so how do you stay within your mission, your values, your pillars, and evolve with your customer as their needs change? Our needs changed. We began to, to use mobile phones as computers. And so we're walking around every day with something in our hand that allows us to compute um, anything and everything when we want it, how we want it, right? And so Kodak had to realize that that transition was happening and their customers were going to want things in a different way. So how do I serve my customers in a different way? Now, Steve Jobs would say, you got to eat your young. You know, so <laughs> you you're, you're, going to have, you're going to create new products. They're going to cannibalize the profits and the revenue from your other products. Right. But you just got to do that in order to play the game long term. Right. If, 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 and if you do that, you have to, yeah, you do have to measure the, the pros and cons of that because that, that could diminish one of your other brands. Right. And, and, you know, I, I don't ever see Steve doing that without knowing where he was going with that particular product. Right. Mm -hmm. So iPhones and, and tablets and things of that nature, you, you would have thought the tablet would have maybe ate up the iPhone profits or vice versa or whatever the case may be, but there was a purpose for both products. Right. I have both. You know, 
both have a, a, a purpose and, you know, you have a much larger screen, you have a much different purpose for a tablet versus a mobile phone, mobile phone, you can carry around and put it in your pocket. Right. So, so he knew that, you know, by creating these two different products, that one wasn't going to necessarily cannibalize the other um, on a large scale, right. On a smaller scale, there might be someone who might replace the tablet for a mobile phone, but not, not typically or vice versa, but but that's that's the reality of um, you know building a big brand like like Apple is that they know uh, exactly who they are. Steve Jobs knew who he was as a brand, uh, and he knew how to tell that story every time he got on up on that stage with his black T-shirt and black jeans, and um, and and told that story um, about a new product. He knew what he was about to embark on, and he knew whose whose customers were, and that's why they lined up in droves every time um, he told that new story. So, so Devon, you, it's interesting. Typically when we tell these stories as we are today, we're talking about big brands because they're public and people have a perception of them. And the reality is in many cases, the small and mid-sized businesses are never going to build that big of a brand. They may build it within their little niche or their smaller market uh, and their budgets are very different. And one of the things that I find frustrating personally and as a business owner is a lot of brand and marketing and brand strategists will put a lot of content out there about here's this process. And I've said, do you use the same process with a big client and a small client? They go, yes. That seems impossible to me. To me, it's impossible Mm -hmm. to do the same process with Apple that you do with me if you don't scale it because I'm not going to write a check for $30 million. So it can't be (laughs) the same process. So how does that translate the concepts that apply to big brand, bring them down to that small and mid-sized business? So, so the process, I, I, I want to say that my, my dream purpose action process is not going to change whether I, you know, work with a small or medium-sized business. I could adopt this same process to a large-scale business. What's going to change is the time and, and the um, the amount of people that I'm working with within that process, right? And so it's going to cost more for me to do this with a corporation because I'm talking to more people, I'm working with more people, and I'm going to be developing processes for a larger amount of people. And so there's going to be time that needs to be taken in order to take this because they're going to have to maybe evolve and change a lot of things that are expensive. So their website, they may have paid, you know, you know, $50,000 for their website versus somebody who's in a small business who only paid five or 10, right. Um, you know, or, 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 or more for their website. And, and so to change things on that website, it's going to cost more to change your logo. Um, you know, Apple spent a million dollars on their new logo, right? So, a smaller, medium-sized business isn't going to spend that. So it's just in terms of scale, it's not really changing your process. It's really looking at it from a scale perspective and saying, okay, this is what you truly are working with in terms of what you've been able to um, build up in terms of revenue and, and what you're able to afford as far as building a website and building your brand and creative and those things. And so we're going to work with you within that context. And so it's building uh, building brands within their context versus looking at it from, well, I can't afford this. I can't afford that. Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. I've been a Beta Gamma Sigma member for the last 20 years. If you're looking to hire, the right candidate is closer than you think. Beta Gamma Sigma is the International Business Honor Society, exclusively for students at the top of their class in the top 5% of business schools in the world. BGS members are academic achievers, skilled leaders, and experienced problem solvers, and their skills and experience extend beyond the classroom. They hold chapter leadership positions, attend global business summits, complete ethics trainings, and engage in world-class internships with top corporations. When you hire a Beta Gamma Sigma member, you are truly hiring the best in business. For more information, email bgshonors at betagammasigma.org to learn more about how to hire BGS members. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back. So, Devanya, when you're talking to small and mid-sized businesses, I don't know how you attract those customers, but are they typically coming to you? The first conversation is they get the value of brand and that's what they're looking for? Or are you educating them on the need to look at brand and develop a brand strategy versus being transactional? Because I I would think a lot of people say, hey, I need a website. (laughs) Uh, I need this, I need a logo. That's a different conversation than developing a brand strategy. So where are you finding most of these, the smaller companies coming in terms of their mindset? A lot of them start the way you said, Jeff, is um, I need a, I need a brand. I need a logo. I need a website. Excuse me. I need a website. uh, And I'm starting, starting my business or I have my business started and we've just kind of gotten off track. We, we don't have, we haven't updated our brand or, or our logo in, you know, 10 years or 20 years. And we just need something new, something fresh. It's old. Fresh it's, it's website. Tired. Yeah. It's tired. Right. Exactly. You know, you know, when I was in the corporate world, that's what Hilton came to us for when I was working at organic, you know, they came to us and, you know, they had an old stodgy Hilton brand and they realized they needed to upgrade it. Right. And so I get that on a small scale as well. Medium brands, small, small um, alike. They're all coming because they feel like either they um, haven't evolved as a brand or they're new to the space and need to develop a brand that really attracts their audience and they don't know where to start. A lot of people don't know where to start. Is the, that's interesting. I'm curious the language you're using. You're saying like a Hilton, their brand has gotten stale. Are you talking about their core foundation brand was stale or the visuals and the taglines of that brand had gotten stale? Cause those are different pieces, right? Sure. And, and, they're, and they're thinking both in their head. They're thinking both. Like I've had, I've had, Recently, uh, I talked to a, a medium-sized client, and 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 they said, you know, we feel like we've been doing the same thing for so long, and we just need to change uh, what we're doing as far as you know how we look. And sometimes it is just a visual thing in, in in terms of that. But then I dive a little bit deeper and talk to them about you know what's going on behind the curtain, you know, internally. How are our employees feeling? You know. What, what's, what, what's a sense of, you know, uh, enthusiasm to work for you as a leader. Right. And then I, I actually talk to the employees, like in my, my first steps within the dream phase, I'm talking to the leadership and I'm talking to the employees to get a sense of where is the actual sentiment for this brand? And are people really truly into the mission and the values and things of that nature? And, and if, if, if there's a disconnect between the leadership and the employees, that's where I say, you don't just need a visual makeover. You need an internal makeover because everybody's not buying into what, what you've had, you know, um, or everybody doesn't know what you're trying to do from a mission and vision standpoint, uh, or they don't have enough information. Maybe they're, they're, you know, there's not enough. Uh, they, they haven't experienced the brand the way that you have as a leader. You know, they don't know, uh, what the secret sauce is. And so they're, they need more education internally. What do you give your employees when they first walk in the door, uh, when you've hired them? Do, you, do they know exactly what 
the brand is all about and the mission is all about? And do they buy in from day one? Because if not, um, you're just hiring employees and that revolving door is going to continue because they are not really sold in to the mission and the vision that this brand has. So, so it really is looking at it and looking at it uh, visually, but also looking under hood and saying, you know, is this just a visual makeover or is this, uh, you know, internal makeover uh, altogether? So, so uh, it, let's try this out as a little case study uh, because I'm thinking of my own business. And I think maybe asking a few of these questions would provide some clarity to the, to our listeners. Mm-hmm. So I would say in the first six, five or six years of my business, I didn't have a brand. I mean, I was the brand and I'm really still the brand. I didn't have a brand. And I went through a brand process, which I thought was a really interesting process. They had a process got to the core of who I'm about, what I'm about. It got emotional, which I knew was around to something good. Sort of like, why do we even exist? And created a story behind that and a visual. Over the last few years, and Craig knows this, I started talking a lot about snow globes. Snow globes. Um, I'm, I'm known as a snow globe guy, shaking things up. I have talks, they're called snow globe leadership, shake up your culture. So there's this there's certainly, I guess, a bit of a brand around the snow globe guy. Okay. And as I sit here today, I go, well, has my brand really changed or is this just the version of it today? You know, like mm-hmm. I go, is, am I the snow globe guy? And I got to wipe out the past. I'm not sure. So where in here, just from that little bit, maybe ask some questions, a little hot seat is the brand part and where's just the graphic part or the topic part. They're intersect. They intersect. They're, they're, I think the biggest thing is we don't want to complicate it. And that's why I created these three steps, because I don't want to complicate it and make it sound more, more complex than it really is, because it's not. Right. So, you know, breaking, breaking down what you've just said, you know, you know, you have this imagery or this, this, this thought that you shake things up. Right. Um, and, and by that visual, you use this. Uh, the snow globe to represent that. So the question is, what is that to your audience and how do you feel that impacts um, and, and, and impacts that audience through the gifts that you have? So you're shaking things up. What does that mean? Like as a customer, I'm asking you, how do you shake things up, Jeff? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm going to ask them questions uh, that perhaps they've never been asked before. And in a way, they've never been asked. I'm going to help them see things differently mm-hmm. than they've ever seen them before and thereby be able to make different decisions, lead differently, um, do everything differently because they're going to see it differently because we shook up their perception. It's really about a shakeup of perspectives and perceptions. The piece that I would have the most difficulty with, Jeff, is that when you talk about snow globe, you know, I'm a snow globe leadership or something like that. If you use that as your brand, it confuses people until they right. understand the story. So they'd have to dig in to, to know a little bit more. But oftentimes we only get one quick moment for grabbing that attention. And so, you know, it, from Devanyu, are you, would you say that, that aspect of snow globe leadership should become the whole thing, or is that just a part one of the sub brands, one of the sub um, elements of his brand? I think it could be a part of like a, a, a tagline or, or, or imagery that he uh, uh, provides in his visuals, but it's not his brand. You said it, your brand is who you are. Right. But you need to define what that is. You're not a person that just shakes them, shakes things up. Um, that's thought provoking. You're thought provoking. But what is that? What is it that you're doing? What with with the gifts that you have, how are you shaking things up and what are you doing to make people think about things in a different way? Like what what characteristics that you do you have that cause people to think in a different way when you talk to them and interview them and that's really where you want to start to you know dial back and get into the gifts that you have and then pull those to the surface 
and then start to think about, okay, how does that shape my brand um, from a vision and a mission perspective, right? I think it's it really comes, I'll just speak for just a minute, Jeff, about what I see and what we've talked about before is you are that crystal clear mirror that does not distort what somebody sees. Well, it does provide some clarity. And um, it's interesting. I think what you said is really insightful for everybody, Devon, you that to, to understand, because it's easy to confuse them, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm in this state just the last few days of thinking, is this a real change in brand or just this piece of it? Uh, because what I've learned, Craig, to your question is, it does require an explanation, but it intrigues people. Sure. People want to know, so what's that about? You know, so when I, they see that, they'll say, I'll say I'm the snow globe shaker. What's that about? Everybody wants to know what that is. They'll see my business card and say, what's the snow globe thing? What's the snow globe shaker? And it tends to stick with them. So it's not my brand, but it is a, like you said, a tagline yeah. or some piece that it, it generates interest mm -hmm. and it's, it's sticky. It is a sticky concept, but I don't think it's my brand either. It right. might be a visual within the brand, but yeah, definitely the brand is separate. Yeah. I mean, can you describe what you do for people in, a, you know, one sentence or, or a couple of words, like, you know, raise it to the, you know, look at it from a hundred thousand foot view and saying, you know, what are the two things, two words that really describe what you do? Um, one or two words that describe what you do as a brand, right? Yeah, it's about, yeah, the words are coming to mind is shift, uh, shift perspectives, shift their, how they see things. Um, mm -hmm. how that's do you, a good how, question. Yeah, yeah. And it's one of those things that you think about and, and start to um, figure out, you know, how am I truly impacting a brand um, with, with my brand? And, and, and what does that relationship look like? Um, at a very, the highest level, um, when I impact that, that, that partner. Well, actually I just saw something I've never said before. I think one thing I do is I help people see the unseeable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They can't see it until I can help them see it and then they can see it. But most of the time that's the work they're seeing something anew. Well, that, that gets back to your whole blind spots thing. Right. Well, exactly. It gets back That's to the what you were saying, Craig, about clarity, right? Yeah. You bring bring clarity to to, to what people yeah. don't necessarily see. So clarity is, you know, one of those keywords. Maybe you mix it up and you, you use a different word that is synonymous with clarity um, to give it more flavor or whatever the case may be. But um, that could be your one word. Um, that, I mean, there's definitely an aspect of honesty in that, Jeff, that... You know, you're you're coming from a place where you're not trying to color things, you know, just to make the person feel good. <laughs> you know, for better or worse, right? So somebody somebody has to be committed to the to the process of change and being awesome if they're going to work with you. Truth teller. Yeah. Well, that's funny you say that Bunker. because my my bet my tagline has been for the last three years, transforming people and organizations one truth at a time. Yeah. Totally makes sense. And that is about truth, helping them to see a different truth because it's reframing truth. Uh, so it interesting. Definitely so on sounds, brand. Yeah. So, so it sounds like I need a process. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just need to, you know, again, going back to the lane, lane statement, find that lane that, that really describes who you are as a brand and, and what you're specifically focused in. And, you know, you, your statement that you just said is really your, your uh, brand promise to, to an extent, you know? Um, and, and so kind of diving into that and, and pulling out, you know, is it truth teller that is the, are those two words at the top of your, 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 your vision? Um, because if, if that, that's it, then, you know, and, and you can rephrase that. It doesn't have to be truth teller. You can call it whatever you want in terms of, but if it's bringing clarity to what people may not see in their life or with, with their brand, then um, you're bringing truth um, 
to to a, a situation and 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 i would say truth teller would be a good start to the top of your pyramid and saying you know this is my brand in two words right that's interesting and uh so, so, so Devani, that's really, I think that was really helpful for people. It was for me, but I think people listening to understand a different way to look at it. And you talked at the beginning, I think in your introduction, you talked about this hole that exists for small and medium-sized business. So if you're talking to medium-sized businesses, what are you telling them they need to be thinking about? Here's your chance. What do they need to be thinking about when it comes to brand and brand strategy? Honestly, Jeff, I'm going to, I'm going to turn that because that's not how I approach my, 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 um, my three phases is that I come in and I listen, right? I come in and I listen to what, what you just said, like, that's my approach is that I, I come in and listen to what you think your brand is and who you are. And then I begin to unravel you know, and, and ask questions on, you know, what that vision, what that mission is. And, 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 and then we begin to shape things as far as what, what your brand is. And that's how I then assemble the brand strategy is, is through listening and hearing what you have to say about what your brand is and who your brand is listening to your, you know, if you have employees, if a small business or a medium sized business has employees listening to what they say, and then really bringing that together and collaborating and, and, and then um, saying, this is what I heard. Is, is, is this what you heard? Um, and, and find that common theme that has, you know, surfaced through that conversation like we just did. It was truth, right? That, that ended up surfacing in, in, the, in the five minutes that we just talked. Um, it just surfaced as we begin to talk and I begin to listen and, and, and dialogue with you and, and with Craig. Um, and so that's, that's the big thing. I don't, I don't have this magic one statement um, aside from dream purpose and action that I live by in terms of who you are as a brand internally or as, as an individual finding those gifts of who you are finding those services or products and services that you're going to, to serve your community and impact your community with or your world, whatever the case may be, and putting purpose behind it. If you don't have a why behind it, like, why are you doing this? If you're just doing it for revenue, and I've had people say that. I've had one of my first clients, I asked, you know, why, why are you doing this? And it was for money. And, I, and it was kind of heartbreaking, but there was a better story behind it. There was a much better story. And I brought that story to the surface. And, and, and there was a lot of... Um, heart and empathy and, and family behind the reason why it was really being done. Um, and I think the money got in the way. So Devanya, we've talked a lot about dream and purpose, but I don't feel like we've talked a lot about action. Let's talk about the action element of this process and approach. Sure. So once we get through the purpose piece and you understand your why, um, and why you're doing what you're doing as a brand. Um, I develop a go-to-market strategy. And in that case, it may just be a go-to-market strategy because you're just going to market for the very first time. It could be for a campaign. Maybe you're doing a launch for a product or a service, or maybe you're doing, you know, if it's a nonprofit, maybe you're doing a campaign to raise uh, fundraise, right? And, and so in order to... Uh, bring that plan to fruition, you have to put it into action. And that's where a lot of us live because it's fun. Getting into the tactics, the action piece is so fun. We, you know, we love to do the social media and the paid search and the influencers. And, you know, well, you know, that's what people like to idea about, ideate, ideate about, right? And so, oh, we could do this. Or what if we did this? Or what if we did that? Yeah, we could do all of those things, but do they make sense for your brand? And so that's where, when I'm doing the purpose phase, I'm developing a game plan. Um, so, you know, I liken myself to a, you know, a coach, right? Developing that game plan so that when you go to execute and, and get in the game and get on the court or get on the field or whatever the case may be, you're executing the plan, right? And 
we can pivot during the game, right? We can, we can change the plan. We can alter it. We can optimize throughout that game, game plan. Um, but that's what the action phase is really about is, is taking that, that game plan and, and implementing it, implementing those tactics that are really meant for your brand, not just doing tactics because that's what you should do or that's because your competitor did it. I see too often that we have this, this whole thing. People talk about their messaging. And the messaging is so, so important when we're looking at the brand because we're, we're now translating the brand into language that people can understand. And what I see people doing way too often is talking about themselves. Oh, this is our approach. This is our process. This is the way that we do things. Rather than, and, and people just genuinely don't care, <laughs> right? They don't care. Right. You may have an right. interesting story and later on that'll be uncovered, but they genuinely don't care until yeah. they know how you can impact their life. And so Absolutely. our messaging really needs to tie into what are the pains people have? How do we address them? And how can we get a specific outcome for people? Yeah. If we don't do that, we're, we're going to be missing the mark. And you want to make sure you're fulfilling a need or a want, right? Totally. We buy things because we either need it or want it or just like it, period, right? But really, but because, people, people don't always buy what they need, but they will buy what they want. And so yes. we have to figure out how can we give them what they want and give them what they need so now they're really well served. Well, it's perception, right? <laughs> what I need might necessarily need what I need. It's the perception that I need it that you want to, to portray. And so Apple did that very well. You need an Apple iPhone. I mean, <laughs> even people today, I mean, I'm, I'm in a family of, of, of a split. You know, we have Androids and Apples in my home. Sorry. 50-50. And it's like the Apple people are like, you need an Apple iPhone. <laughs> right, you kept telling like, me that, and I didn't believe him because I was in IT and I, I ran everything on on PCs. But when I finally, you know, I, I got the iPod because it could play audiobooks, and then of course it made sense. Instead of carrying two devices, I would go to the iPhone, and then sure. from there went to the iPad. And they're like, well, might as well go to the Mac, right? So I'm totally Apple at this point. Right, right. It, it just it, it happens by, yeah, <laughs> you know. But but that you know, it need want. We have to know that when we're a brand, that it's not, a, again, like you said, it's not about you. It's not about your right. brand. It's about the customer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Donald, Donald Miller, I'm reading a book right now, uh, Building a Story Brand. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you've read it. Yep. Um, Went through his and, training. And um, I love how he's, he's building, building this process of, or he's built this process of his own to talk about building a brand, but it, it's always about the customer, right? It's staying customer centric and fulfilling the need or the wants or the likes of that individual. And sometimes like Steve Jobs said, sometimes the customer doesn't know what they want. And like I said before, I find that with a lot with my medium and small businesses, they don't, they're not exactly sure why they're coming to me sometimes. They know that they want their brand to be better, but, they might use the website or the logo or whatever to get down to the, and, and then we get down to the core of what their real, their real, real need is. And so I think it, it's, it's really important to know that um, when you're telling that story, you have to understand who those people are. And so I developed personas in that, that second phase, mm -hmm. I develop specific personas for those brands that say, these are the people that you should be talking to specifically. Yeah. Um, and these are some of their, their hangups. These are some of the things that they need from, from a brand. And if they don't have them, then they're not even going to pay attention to you. They're not going to listen to your message if you're not talking their language, you know, with the right messaging, um, going back to the story, telling that story, you know, telling stories very succinctly and saying, here's a human being that went through this situation. And because they used this particular product or this service, um, it saved them from this, or it allowed them to do this, or it gave them this advantage over someone else. Wow, I, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. How, how, did, how did that person get an advantage over this? Or how did this person, you know, um, you know, 
save on this particular uh, product because they, you know, paid attention to this particular brand. You know, whatever the case may be, you're going to pay attention more when you're you're listening to a real story that has happened, or a, even a, even a created story that has um, a human aspect to it. So. Yeah. Well, Devanya, let's let's as we, we're coming out of time here, let me wrap up, uh, finish up with this wrap up question. This sure. whole last conversation at the end was about what's the messaging and what sort of are we selling to? And we were talking about kind of I heard kind of three layers. There's this thing that people say they want. Or they've got a known need. They say, this is what I need. It becomes a want. But that's sort of that level. They know what they say they want or they need, then you've got this layer of, they might know about another need, but they really haven't shared that one right? for some reason. And then there's this layer of, there's a need that they probably don't even know yet. Right. It's actually what they need. And what I'm hearing you say is you can't sell to that last one because you're, you're, you're basically talking a foreign language. Right. So are you suggesting we sell to the obvious need, sell and brand and message to the obvious one? or the one that they probably know, but haven't really said it yet, which would you target in your brand message? I would target to what they, on the surface, what they're saying that they need. Right. Um, and, you know, I, and I'm not saying that's the end all be all formula because I don't think that's the way Apple approached it. I think Apple approached it in, in the sense that people don't necessarily need an iPhone, but they're going to want this because it's so cool. Right. And that's a gamble that you take. That's a gamble that you can take um, as a big brand, right? As a small brand or a medium sized brand, you're going to take less risks because you don't have the bandwidth or the revenue uh, to take those types of risks. Um, you can put out a product like Google, they can put out a ton of different products like, you know, their social media platform that Google plus that didn't, didn't catch on, right. They could put out that product like that and it didn't catch on and still be a billion dollar company. Right. Um, a smaller, medium sized business can't do that. So you really have to know your customers and understand what their needs are. Um, you can still test, you can still do some trials, but they're going to be on a smaller scale. Again, we go back to the scale and, you know, understanding who you are and what your, your bandwidth is. Um, but the principles are still underlying that would, would, would apply to a large, medium, or small business. It's just knowing um, even more so that you have to be very strategic about how you approach um, your audience as opposed to doing it on a broad sense. Thank you for bringing that all to us today, Devon. You, I have some different perspectives than I had. I'm sure our listeners did as well and will have. Uh, Let's uh, we always like to wrap up by giving our guests a chance to highlight or promote anything in particular going on with you or your business. Yes. Um, you know, first and foremost, uh, Devon, banks, you can find me, um, you know, on LinkedIn. Um, I'm also on other socials. So you can go to my website, envisionbrandmarketing.com. Um, and you will find almost social media tags there as well. Um, uh, I'm also in the process. Um, I'd like to promote that I am going to be developing uh, an inspirational and mo motivational uh, clothing brand through Dream Purpose and Action. And so, um, not only am I a marketing consultant, but uh, I want to help inspire uh, youth specifically um, in in following their dream purpose and and doing it with action. Right. And so, I believe that uh, this. This merchandise will will help that 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 process and helping them, you know, really see that not only just wearing something but actually living it. And so that's kind of my my tag as well is you know not just not, not just wear it but live it as well and and be um, what what you believe in, right? You believe that you're um, you have this dream or passion to be uh, the best, you know, coder. Um, follow that dream, you know, but do it with purpose and action, right? Um, if you believe you're going to be the best, you know, volleyball player uh, and you have passion for volleyball, you know, that's going to be on your back. Um, I'm passionate about volleyball, whatever that's the case me. may be. I love volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. Um, and so dream pur pur purpose and action will be on the front and volleyball will be on the back. 
And, and you're going to, you know, not only wear that, but you're going to live it out and you're going to inspire other people. They're going to see it and they're going to be like, wow, that's cool. Right. And where did you get that? You know? Um, and, and so that, that's what my whole thought, you know, I've, I've spoken to some young youth and they're really confused about what do they do if they make a mistake? Right. Once they get out into the world, I don't know if your kids or the people that you've talked to uh, have said the same thing. A lot of the kids are confused about, you know, being absolutely certain about the career they go into after they get out of university or get out of high school and, and making mistake. And the question was asked well, and I said, mistake. and I said, what if, what if you do, <laughs> what if you do? It's exploratory. It, you're, you're, you're what? 20 some years old. I said, you have the world at your, your feet, man. Like you have time you, to make mistakes and build on it. And, and, you know, I'm not here because I took one direct path. I had right. other dreams and aspirations and I followed some of them and I didn't follow others because it really didn't fit with who I was. And it took me in different directions, but it led me to this point where I'm talking to you today. Um, and so keep, keep diving into things that really, that you're really passionate about and follow your dream and based on your gifts. So thank you, Devon. You, we, we always wrap up with the uh, question. We're just going to do one question today for you. And so tell us what's that movie, that movie or the scene that speaks to you about leadership? Yeah. Um, I thought about this and, um, you know, this, um, movie, remember the Titans? I don't know if you saw it. It's a Disney movie. <laughs> like 10 times. Uh, Denzel yeah. Washington. Oh, yeah. Um, I could watch it a million times. I love it. Um, it's one of my favorite movies. And uh, there's a scene uh, where Julius and Gary, the two football players, the two captains that Denzel designates as captains, they're both, you know, from different walks of life. One's black, one's white. And um, they come to a, a head where they realize they're not in the same boat. And in order to become a team, they have to be in the same boat. And they challenge each other. And Julius um, and him get in a conversation. And Gary says, you know, you're not doing what you're supposed to do on the field. And you could have done this multiple times and you're not doing it. And Julius snaps back at him and says, uh, neither are you. And you're the captain. You're supposed to be the captain. And he says, well, that's a poor attitude. Like, like, what are you talking about? That's a really poor attitude. And his response is, attitude reflects leadership, sir. And in that moment, I just get chills because you look at the entire story and Coach Boone and was it Coach Doc, all, all of those guys evolve throughout that, that story. They all evolve as leaders and, and the two players, as well as the players on the team, all evolve as leaders. And, you know, my, my sentiment of that attitude reflects leadership. We're all leaders. I think we get this conception or, or misconception yeah. that only the people that are above us or people that have come before us are leaders. And I think we all need to embrace the fact that we're leading something because of the gifts that we were given going back to dream purpose and action. We were given gifts and we are all leaders with those gifts. And if we use them to the best of our ability, we can help impact others and we create a community that is going to inspire and build uh, a better community. Um, within our, our own communities and beyond. Um, so, so yeah, that attitude reflects leadership. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. It's a fantastic movie and it is all about leadership. That, that movie, if people didn't see leadership in it, go watch it again with your, <laughs> with your leadership glasses on because yeah. it shows up throughout. So thank you for that, Devanya. Thanks for being here and bringing your wisdom. And thank you for your, your work in the world, both in the, the brand world and in the inspiring youth world. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate your time, guys. I really enjoyed being on the show. If you enjoy the Leadership Junkies podcast and you want to grow your leadership, we have a new course for you called Become a Confident Leader. In this course, we will share some of the keys to becoming more confident in your leadership and also to become more impactful. 
Go to cartavera.com slash confident to find out more. See you on the inside. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out. out.